Nintendo stuff. What's up, everybody? Nintendo stuff podcast live episode sixty-two. Right. Mm-hmm. We can count. Bro. Hi, Paul. I'm Bro, back. It's on the thumbnail Again. right there. Oh, I'm, it's far away, man. Yeah, I'm. I'm not wearing my glasses, so I can see that. I have, you have gross. Your glasses. I have awful eyesight. Yeah, but you got your glasses. Are your glasses? Do you need to update your prescription? I wouldn't be surprised. It's been a I while. I can see it 62 without my glasses, Brand. Come on. I can't. <laughs> If I squint, I can see it. Uh, I stepped on my glasses the other day, and it's it's fixable. It's not like the worst thing ever, but now I need uh, some tools I've that actually I currently been, don't uh, have access to. You can see this one's like bent down a little bit more than the other. Uh-huh. I accidentally like sat down on it. I know that yep. feeling. I've been putting off the eye doctor. <laughs> I'm I'm looking forward to getting a job, uh, and being able to pay for things, including just buying like three or four pairs of like eyeglasses i mean i have two pairs of prescription glasses but one of them is a pair of sunglasses so i mean i have a backup it's just you know the world might get a little dark if i switch see this is my only pair so if anything happens to them i'm just blind so i've been i want to get these fixed and then i want to get a backup pair or maybe two it yeah always at least two pairs because you never know. I couldn't afford that, even with insurance, the first time. So, like, my strategy all these years has been is to, like, keep my previous prescription pair and then just use those if I need to. Because, like, my eyesight doesn't change that much year over year. Mm-hmm. It has been getting worse steadily, but not by not by that much. Yeah, I, I was about to say, like, I've always been, like, uh, I want to say, like, a negative one in both eyes, which isn't bad at all, like... I can drive legally without my eyeglasses, um, but like ever so slightly, I've noticed that like my eyesight hasn't been quite as sharp. So I think it's time for me to hit up the eye doctor um, because I I like to be able to see things and see things clearly, uh, like all these video games that. I love to play. Specifically Smash fans, because they always see clearly, don't they? Absolutely. They always have good opinions. They're never wrong. Never. Uh, and, yeah, there's never a moment in which they, like, abuse their privileges. And most importantly of all, they love Fire Emblem. Yes, absolutely. That's non-refutable fact. What a mess Smash Twitter has been ever since Byleth got revealed in Sakurai's presentation earlier this week. Yeah, I think there there is an acceptable reaction of, hey, like this wasn't the character I was expecting. I'm not that excited for this character. And he even said it's that. It's not for me. Yeah, and I think, yeah, that's fine. Uh, I think there's even an acceptable reaction of making fun of the fact that, like, there are quite a few Fire Emblem characters in this game. That's fine. There's enough to play eight-player Smash and for every person yeah. to have their own character. Uh, that doesn't, though, excuse any sort of harassment towards the devs. Uh, it or each does, other. Or Yeah, especially each other, because, I mean, that's where probably most of it is right now. Um, yeah, and so if you don't like Byleth and you don't like Fire Emblem and this isn't the character for you... And you are like, hey, I don't really care for this, but I'm I'm okay with it. Whatever. It's another character. If other people are happy, so be it. Then great. You're not the problem. Um, but for all those people who won't shut up about it uh, and don't know how to play nice, 
Um, there are six more <laughs> characters on the way. And we already you got can... four, like, really good ones. You're allowed to be upset, but remember that this wasn't <laughs> the last character to be dropped into Smash Brothers. You're the, whatever you wanted that wasn't Fire Emblem still has a chance. Yeah, the fact that we've already, already gotten, like, six characters post-launch. Yeah. Uh, not to mention the handful that were revealed and given to us right out of the gate uh, that were new to this game. Uh, and then the fact that we're getting six more, uh, especially since they're, you know, they're this is Smash Bros. This isn't like some, hey, uh, here's a fighter and we're throwing in another Goku, um, <laughs> a, a, which, you know, there's going to be a lot of similarities. Like these are characters that they spend time with and they're trying to make unique and they're having to do a ton of work uh, with the fact that we're getting as many as we are is incredible to me. Here's the thing with it being another Fire Emblem character. Yeah, we have a lot of Fire Emblem characters, a lot of sword characters but they have been getting progressively more and more unique. With Robin, you had a more magic-based character. Mm -hmm. With Korn, you had a character that transforms. They're kind of going into those other types of heroes in the Fire Emblem universe. With Byleth especially, you have all the different weapon types kind of represented, except for, I think, Brawling, which is new. Yeah, I mean, Byleth as a character essentially represents the weapon triangle that is not even present in Fire Emblem Three Houses. Plus archers. <laughs> Plus archers, yeah. So uh, he's he's a multifaceted character that covers a lot of the series' history, and I don't think that should be ignored. Yeah. And, you know, they also found a really cool way to get aspects of the Three House leaders, who are arguably more popular characters, into into Byleth, which I think is cool. Well, I love, like, the different costumes to represent them. Like, yeah. that was just a small little detail that was just so nice. And even threw in one for Sothis, which is cool. Yeah, yeah I will be Claude Byleth every single time I play this character. I'm gonna Dimitri. be. <laughs> I'm gonna be green hair Byleth. I was actually <laughs> talking with my fiance because uh, we wanted to get the amiibos, and I, I mentioned like I only want it if it comes with the green hair. I think I'm gonna be disappointed, but maybe there'll be like a green hair alternate. I think in that case there needs to be, because for me, the green hair after playing the game is more iconic than the blue. Yeah, which is cool because, like, it's a kind of a transformative moment because, like, all the Fire Emblem heroes and main characters have, like, traditionally had blue hair, so this is like, oh, we're subverting we'll our expectations. Okay, we'll now here's here's the thing that I want to push. Um, okay, did Corrin have a, um, a counter? Yes, yes. Corrin has a counter. So is Byleth the only Fire Emblem character without a counter? Did Robin? I don't think Robin, Robin doesn't did. have one either. Okay, Robin doesn't have a counter. So essentially the avatars don't have a counter. They Aside don't know how to Corrin. dodge. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. They um, do know how to dodge. They don't know how to dodge. Oh, they don't. Yeah. You're right. Thank you. So I mean at at the very least again like they are making these characters like different enough where like they're going to feel different. Obviously there's going to be similarities, but like uh, man, this might be like the most different other than Corrin. Um yeah, pretty much. So yes, he has a sword, but his sword's a whip and it only carries a few of his attacks. Yeah. Yeah. It's not the focus. Right. This actually, like, we, we've, we discussed, eh, we've discussed this 
kind of like character before, but more in the vein of Monster Hunter, though we've also mentioned it for Fire Emblem. Yeah. This actually makes me really kind of want this type of character represented as a representative for Fire Emblem. Monster Hunter. I'm tired, guys. I'm sorry. We know, like, with, <laughs> we know with the DLC, like, one of their goals, and he talked about this in the presentation, is that each of the characters are going to have, like, a really unique gameplay mechanic. Um, so now that we have this for Byleth, I feel like Monster Hunter might go into a different direction, and it's arguably... T- it's arguably more exciting to me that they might have to come up with an even different, more different way for, uh, now you're making me do it, a more <laughs> different way for uh, for Monster Hunter to play. Fire Emblem is the new Monster Hunter. The, yeah. I mean, right. And that's that's given that, like, Fire Emblem, um, not Fire Emblem, Monster, you guys are rubbing off on me, <laughs> uh, that Monster Hunter is a character that's in the works, because, like, they've already decided these six characters. Like, these six characters are set in stone. Uh, we don't know who they are. Uh, bless, bless Sakurai for being like only buy this if you're sure. Only order the he six did, characters. He did that the first him. time too. Yeah, he goes like. I mean, that being said, like all of them could come out and you could still buy them for the same price. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. um, or you can buy them individually. Uh, I don't. Which know. Which does cost more. Ultimately, yeah. yeah, but not not that ultimately, uh, not that uh. much more. Um, so I I think like overall uh, I'm really excited for this character. Uh, I think my initial reaction, you know, me and Brandon did the reaction video uh, to to the reveal of this. It was character. also like eight thirty in the morning. It was eight thirty in the morning, and I think there was a lot of hype behind the prospect of uh, specifically like Dante becoming a character, which yeah. I don't think is out of the cards. No, I, don't I definitely either. don't think it's out of the cards. Um, but I think you made a good point, like to round out the fighters pass, which was four out of five of those characters were third party. Yes. Like there was no first party characters until Byleth came around. Uh, and of all of the characters that they could have just thrown in there, another Fire Emblem character, uh, man, there's so many options with Fire Emblem characters. Well, so. and like Nintendo ending with <laughs> one of their own characters that... It, it's a multifaceted thing like it helps value or helps them value their own characters above those of third party characters which you know is to expect mm-hmm. uh, because it's a Nintendo game but on top of that like Byleth I think is a less exciting choice for a majority of people so you do that at the end to hype up the next pass and, and then you immediately announce the next six which is what happened well I also yeah. want to just like I want to stop to appreciate just how amazing of a game Three Houses is. If I hadn't, like, played it, I could understand being upset about it. But having played Three Houses, it's an amazing, amazing experience. It is the best Fire Emblem game. I'm (laughs) more than okay to have it represented now. You, Mr. Fire Emblem. I'm a bad Fire Emblem fan. I love, I, I genuinely... Genu- I'm looking right at the camera. I genuinely love so Fire Emblem. Because I, I talk all the time. You're breaking my heart. I played it. I've played the first few hours. And it's even more funny because, like, last night, uh, you know, I, I came down. You're playing some games, watching something. And I'm like, I'm trying to decide what to do. I can't decide if I want to play Monster Hunter or, or Isaac. And you're like, still haven't finished Fire Emblem Three Houses. I'm like, that's a great idea. And what did I do when I got up to my room? I went to bed. (laughs) (laughs) This has been like my last like week. It's just been like a ton of sleeping, a ton of, I've been like on this weird schedule because if you look at my shirt, 
uh, I was at AGDQ. Um, I want to address this just for a moment. This is actually a runner's <laughs> so shirt. Funny. And so I'm very, I, you know, we talk a lot about imposter syndrome. This is an imposter syndrome. I'm just a straight up imposter right now because I'm not a runner. Uh, but I went up to get my volunteer shirt and they just threw this one at me and I didn't realize until I got back to the room. Uh, and then I just didn't bother to go back. Uh, also, I love this contrast, uh, but I digress. I've been, it's been a weird week. I've slept a lot. Um, and I keep getting so close to booting up Fire Emblem Three Houses and playing more. Cause I, I did, I, the, the little bit I played, I've enjoyed a ton, uh, you know? So eventually I'll like get back to 10, it. And nine days. That's enough time. Uh, nine days, uh, 10, nine Here's days what for what? Here's you should do. To like, play Fire or Three Houses before the drop. <laughs> just to beat it before the pilot comes out. Well, not out. only that, but you should do it before you start your job. Also good points. Oh, uh, yeah. Because, like, a run of Fire Emblem Three Houses is roughly 60 hours. Yeah. For one of them. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the next couple would get a little bit quicker as you kind of figure out. Yeah. Like, there, if I played it again, I could definitely cut down the time that I spent. Because I made a lot of, like, spent a lot of time on, like, little choices. Um, on a side note, I wanted to just ask, because I'm bad at math, how many characters are there going to be with the second pass? Does anyone know? So the next six included with the five we are, or six we already got. What does that bring the roster up to? Eighty. Uh, I think it's a flat ninety. Is what I, or maybe it was eighty-seven. It was up there, high eighties. Are we considering Echo Fighters? Yes. Okay. I think Echo Fighters are different enough to warrant it. Yeah. That's that's really good. <laughs> I didn't like. I've been trying to mulling that over like that. That's just impressed. Like, poor Sakurai. Poor Sakurai needs a break. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he really does. And it's so funny because, like, he, in all of these presentations, like, he always, like, slightly nod or acknowledges the fact that he's working really hard all the time. <laughs> but that just, like, goes back to the point that, like, I get you're upset that it's a Fire Emblem character, but we have gotten more characters than we had any right to ever get. Also, Banjo-Kazooie is in the game, who has been a requested fighter since Smash 64. Like, how can you be mad? Uh, it, you have to be very a special type of person to be mad. Still. Where there's a will, there's a way. Yeah, so, like, don't be mad at Sakurai. People call it the Sakurai bias, because obviously he is a fan of Fire Emblem. He's not afraid to talk about that. We even made a joke, because, like, he mentioned that uh, he played Fire Emblem Three Houses early so that he could figure out Byleth. We made the joke that he just picks the characters so that he can play the games early. <laughs> <laughs> um, he caught a whisper while he was developing, like, there's a new Fire Emblem game? Yeah, I'm... DLC, give game. One of the things <laughs> that I've seen people specifically upset about, and I can understand, uh, is that... Byleth got in when his game came out in July. Rex and Pyra didn't get in when their game came out in December of, like, two years prior. And the reason that Rex and Pyra didn't get in is because their game came out too late in development of Smash Ultimate. They're still making characters, though. Granted, <laughs> yeah. it's still, you know, uncertain who will make the next cut, but... Again, I think the thing not with all like hope is lost. I think the thing with like Rex and Pyra is that would have been a Sakurai choice, but now we're dealing with Nintendo's choices cuz they're not mm. Sakurai's choices. Yeah, I was about to say like Nintendo gave him a pool of characters to choose from. 
uh, they limited that down because I mean that's part of the business you, you gotta have some characters that are really gonna be uh, some showstoppers and I can't imagine that Sakurai was upset with all the choices considering you know he got to choose Byleth and some of these other characters are just you know uh, very iconic and even like some characters that are you know lesser known in the modern era like terry bogard you know it's not like terry uh had much of a spotlight in the last few years yeah and like uh, i had no idea who terry was i wasn't familiar with snk fighting games at all and the same thing with hero and like dragon quest like mm -hmm. both of those franchises i became really closely attached to because i really loved the characters yeah and I honestly would have never known about Sonic the Hedgehog if it wasn't for Smash Bros. I wouldn't have any idea who Mario is, let me tell you. Yeah. So, I mean, this fighter pass was ultimately really uh, Japan-heavy uh, in terms of the choices, which I think was uh, definitely intentional because, I mean... I wouldn't uh, even say that so much about Fire Emblem anymore. No, well, less about Fire Emblem, but when you look at, like, the actual choices uh, from different regions of who... You know, what does Japan want? What does the North America want? Uh, Byleth was, you know, pretty high up on that Japanese list, right? True. Um, but yeah, in terms of like promotional stuff, again, like Terry Bogard, uh, Joker, um, we had the hero from Dragon Quest, like all that kind of stuff. So I wonder, like, and and then Banjo was obviously the big Western, like, appeal. And character. we we shouldn't even, you know, discount the three major U.S. North America wanted characters that we <clears throat> that we got added in the base game. Ridley, Dark Samus, and King K. Rule. Mm, yep. So like Sakurai is definitely playing the field for everybody. Um, so like people who are accusing him of you know catering to Japanese fans, which he should be doing. Let's just be honest. He's a Japanese man. It's a Japanese game. Um, he's doing a good job, I think, of spreading the love. Yeah. He loves all of us equally. Let's not kid ourselves. Sakurai loves all his children. We're all his kids. He's all of our dad. I think there's also <laughs> something to be said about giving us something that we didn't know we wanted. For example, Hero. Hero's a great mm. character. Uh, Brandon, you were just gushing to me. I mean, not that you haven't gushed about Hero before, <laughs> yeah. uh, but you were gushing about, you know, uh, Dragon Quest... What is 11s? Yeah, and how it might be one of your favorite games ever. Um, and you know, I imagine that other. And people, I said that today. Yeah, and I, <laughs> I would imagine that there's other people who were turned on to that series just because uh, Heroes is in Smash Bros. Uh, so, quick shout out to Twilord for the donation. Thank you so much. And uh, Twilord's listed six of their choices. We have Laura Vati. Agumon, Balder, not Akira, and Kamek. I'm familiar with a few of those. <laughs> I know Vati. Yeah, Vati from Zelda I think would be a great choice because Zelda is severely underrepresented, if you ask yeah, me. Yeah, villains and minions are something that I think we could definitely use some Piranha more. Piranha plant. Anyway, yes. <laughs> uh, Agumon from Digimon. I think Digimon is an often overlooked franchise for Smash Brothers because it is a game franchise first. Was it? Technically, yes. I'm surprised I didn't know that, but it's. I mean, it was like a Tamagotchi, you know, pet okay. sim first, but that's a video game. You make points. And the anime Digimon Adventure and the first Digimon World game came out simultaneously. So Agumon, if you ask me, should qualify as a possible addition to the series. 
That would be interesting, especially if uh, I've been not that I followed Digimon too closely, but I think I'm aware that there might be a reboot series in the works. There is. So they're rebooting Digimon Adventure and turning the original cast, I think, into five year olds <laughs> and like recounting their history with their introduction to Digimon. Because you've you you've seen the Digimon movie, right? The new one or like the, uh... the original one? Or the American release of the original one. That's the one you had, right? Yeah. Okay, I remember sitting down and watching that with you. Yeah, so, like, the, that, the it's three different movies that have been cut together. It's really bad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Understatement, but okay. Carry on. Uh, but the, the opening movie is Ty and his little sister when they're just toddlers, and they have their first experience with Digimon. And it's a really cool scene, and I feel like the show might... It hints at them kind of becoming, like, the Digi-Destin, right? Yeah, that's, that's what, what it is. is. Like, all the kids who saw that event take place in the city became the Digi-Destined. Um, Digimon is really good. I think <laughs> Digimon would have, like, a great possibility as a character choice. Because, like, if, if you put Agumon out in the field, he could have a meter that would Digivolve him into Greymon. And maybe even Metal Greymon beyond that. And that could be, like, a timed thing, like Arsene. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be cool. And he'd make him strong, and he'd get bigger. Also, it wouldn't be a Pokemon. Wouldn't be a Pokemon. <laughs> But wouldn't it be cool then? I sound like the Fire Emblem hate. Because I don't think I can think of any other character where one of their traits is that they get bigger. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so there could be some potential with that. Uh, and we would finally have our faded battle between Pikachu and Agumon. <laughs> <laughs> that I'd be into. So thank you. Uh, thanks again for the donation. Um, we haven't talked about Byleth's moveset a ton, but I do want to mention that the Heroes Relics are tied to the directions. So, like, I think up is the lance. Or no. Where is it? I think it was side. Oh, you're right. Side is the lance. Down, down is, is the hammer or axe. What is up? What's the one I'm missing? I think, was up the sword? Yeah, up's, I thought neutral, up's just was, the sword. neutral B was the oh, bow. Oh, you're right. Mm. Yeah, so up is the sword and then neutral is the bow. So, like, even neutral air, like... They'll swing the bow around, kind of like pits. No. Neutral. And air. then there's like the new. Isn't like the. Isn't like the neutral attack just the. Just the sword. Just the sword. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it's cool. Like uh, he noted, specifically the down B, the one where they charge the hammer and it swings out really far. Mm-hmm. Like you can turn around while you're doing that. It has super armor, and you can duck through platforms while charging it. That's cool. Yeah. Also, you can destroy Captain Falcon with it. Yes, you can. <laughs> Yeah, the fact that you get super armor with it is kind of, I guess, like, the replacement for, like, having a counter. Like, you're going to tank that damage, but also, like, oh, man, that hit. I mean, that a fully charged uh, axe hit, you know, is is going to do, like, so much damage and has so well, much knockback. Wasn't it killing back. at, like, 40%? It yeah. was, and it was killing from zero if countered. So, like, Sakurai wasn't kidding when he said, maybe don't use it against a character that can counter, because you're going to die. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, it has that, like, big spot, like, where it's, like, either big risk, big reward, you know? Yeah. Uh, then there's the bow, which I think has a really cool, well, maybe not cool if you're using Byleth, but cool if you're going against Byleth uh, thing, where you have to commit if you do the full charged light beam arrow. Mm-hmm. So you're sitting there for, like, a whole second, maybe a second and a half, it's a really powerful attack, but again, it can be reflected, mm. and you're incredibly vulnerable. Yeah, I like how there's those like two stages. It's not like, um, say, like Link's bow, where you can like uh, 
There's a bunch of in-between of how far it's going to go, how fast it's going to go, how much damage it's going to deal. Like, there's literally just, okay, you charged it up to that first level, then you can release it. And you can cancel out of it, uh, but if you go all the way, you can't cancel out of that. You right. have to commit to it. Yeah, so, uh, so like, when you do that initial charge, you do have to do the whole charge if you want to fire the arrow, otherwise it won't fire, and then you can shield out of it mm. if you want. You can turn around during the attack, which is nice, mm. um, and the only thing that makes it different from pits besides the double charge is you can't fire up. Mm -hmm. I think that's... I think you mentioned it specifically, but it is going to be a really fun in, like, a four-person brawl. Yeah. Maybe not the best move one-on-one, -on -one, but... If you're, like... I can see this being really hype in like a grand finals set where someone's getting really cocky and they pull out the light beam arrow and they just happen to land it and get the win. Uh, it attacks like this are cool for moments like that. Oh yeah, yeah. You'll have to be really careful with it, of of course. Uh, find the right opportunity because if you're up against somebody who knows what they're doing, uh, that's a big opportunity for them. I can't wait for it to be as annoying as the fishing pole. <laughs> Speaking of fishing pole and tether grabs, his up B, the sword turns into the whip, and if you attack an enemy with it, um, like he launches himself up to the character, footstools them, and then knocks them back down. That's such a nice touch. Yeah, that's gonna be a dirty attack. It reminds me a lot of Zero Suit Samus's. I think, I think it's the up B attack. That's her heel kick. No, whatever one that she, like, are we talking about the... Is it the flip where she kicks down if she lands on them? The no, downbeat? I'm thinking about the whip. Like, there's, like, that similarity between, I want to say, the up A, up neutral attack um, with Byleth and then uh, oh, yeah. Zero Zeus Samus's I think up whip. Her up whip and his tilt up, I think, are the same attack. Yeah, that was like, oh, wow, okay, they just transplanted that one. They might have different properties, though. There are quite a few characters where the animation will just be the same as somebody else's, like, Cloud. I think several of his moves are borrowed. Uh, Sonic, I think several of his moves are borrowed. It's common. Yeah. Um, the other things that come with Byleth are, of course, the music, which Three Houses has a wonderful mm. soundtrack. I cannot wait to hear that main theme in a fight because it's super hype oh yeah uh and then garrick mock monastery which i i mean obviously it's obvious choice for the stage mm -hmm. i love that yeah i love that place so much after 60 hours of fire <laughs> i got i was like a little disappointed that it didn't stop in more places because like yeah it's a really fun environment to run around in it is it's very very fun for the little that i've played and you can break stuff you can you can break the just like in fire Wow, you can break the tables in the reception hall. You can break the chandeliers. There's already a video posted to Reddit of Seteth in-game, like, uh, scolding Byleth for breaking the chandeliers and the Smash Brothers thing that she's doing. <laughs> Whoever did the impression of Seteth did a great job, because it wasn't the actor. Uh, really funny video. So, yeah, I think uh, Byleth's going to be a great package. Um... And moving on from Byleth, we do have six characters coming up. We're also forgetting something another character announced in that direct. Cuphead. This is this is Sans 2. 
This is like I, I love that Sakurai is doing this because he's giving attention and the necessarily like love to the indie developers and like the indie games. I love that they're representing. It might not be a full character, but I understand that you know a lot of time and effort goes into each of these characters. The yeah. fact that he's just giving them this nod in general is so incredible, and I, I love it so much. Also, my understanding of that game is that it's not it's like a, it's complex. I mean, it's also a platform shooter. Yeah. And it goes over me, Gunner. Yeah, I yeah, it's kind of perfect. It's literally just the hand. Yeah, because like in the game, he points and you know bullets come out of his fingertips. Yeah, so I think this is one. It's perfectly acceptable. I mean, even if that weren't the case, but like, you gotta imagine that like, okay, they've already chosen all these characters. Um, indie characters probably weren't high priority, but getting something like, oh yeah, here's a me Gunner costume. Uh, well, that's huge. Even a little bit better than just normal me costume i was trying to explain this to my fiance like you look at um the other me fighter costumes and you can tell that it's still me under there where like cuphead just it's just cuphead yeah and the same with sans i think cuphead works a little bit less for me than sans did because sans like in undertale primarily just has that one expression mm -hmm. as to where like cuphead is an incredibly like expressive game mm -hmm. so seeing cuphead <laughs> just have the one like smiley face bothers me a little bit but other than that like it's fantastic oh, also yeah. comes with a with a piece of the soundtrack which is great that was the other thing i was gonna say is i love that they're also like releasing them with me you can tell like that he's putting extra love into it when it comes with the soundtrack yeah you can tell he knows and that he realizes people care about these things he's also probably just a fan <laughs> Because, <laughs> yeah. like, he he had uh, Toby Fox over to his house. He drove him <laughs> home. It sounds That's like adorable. It sounds like there was even a personal experience with the Cuphead developers, and they were very grateful on Twitter for this to happen. And I don't think this is the end of this. I, I hope not. I think Shovel Knight's probably next. If we could also get, you know, a little Cave Story love, you know? Cave Story we'll would be that. another easy one. Cave Story would be big. Um... And that, that would be three me gunner costumes that got really special treatment. <laughs> you could do swordsman for uh, for shovel knights, and there's probably a brawler at some point that I'm just not thinking do of. Do a fire emblem brawler? <laughs> um, what's his face from uh, Golden Deer? Raphael. Big, Raphael. <laughs> yeah, because he, he's not on the stage. <laughs> I'm mad. I'm surprised he didn't like rotate those. I'm well, not that mad, but like I'm surprised he didn't rotate the characters in each section out. Yeah, I'm I'm a little confused by that because like you you compare that to the SNK stage and the like the whole cast pretty much appears, <laughs> and then in Fire Emblem it doesn't happen. Everybody has a favorite student, and then, you know if it's not one of the three that's there, they're gonna be upset. My wife who got out. Dead who's there. I loved him so much. And Hilda got in. She's my waifu. Uh, Lawrence is in there, which was a really funny choice because people hate Lawrence. <laughs> uh, but I think it could also be like a, an aspect of Sakurai having gotten the game early and maybe, you know, he didn't have enough time to meet all the students. Meet all the them. students. Maybe these are his personal favorites or maybe personal favorites of the development team. Mm -hmm. um, either way, like, I'm not upset. Byleth looks great, the stage looks great, the music's great, Cuphead's great, and we have six characters on the way. We haven't had a Nintendo Direct this year, like a main Nintendo Direct, and I have a feeling that in this very first one, we're going to get our first character announcement. It's that would be dope. It's not going to be long. Um, because they want to keep momentum up going throughout this next year. and What better way to do that? 
Yeah, and like there won't be another Nintendo Direct probably after that until E3. Mm-hmm. So that's a really long gap. I know that they're stretching this out over two years, according to the disclaimer at the bottom of the screen during the presentation, but that's still three characters a year. That's only two less than what we did this first time, not counting mm-hmm. Piranha Plant. So, you know, what's that, four months between characters at most? Just about, yeah. Yeah, if they're keeping it evenly paced and assuming uh, they take until the end of 2021 to really sell the characters. So, like, if you ask me, character seven or six, I've lost count. I like where your head's at. Character six will be out probably sometime in April. That would be That's when Joker released last year. I would take it. So, I want one prediction from each of you. Who's it going to be? Prediction? Like, do I have to go for what I think it'll be, or can I say what I just want? Just oh. say what you want. Monster Hunter. I'm not going to stop asking for Monster Hunter until I get Monster Hunter. It's got to happen, right? I need it. Like, there's... Rathalos is there. Rathalos is in the if game. If you can't slay Rathalos as actual <laughs> Monster Hunter, what's the point in living? <laughs> yeah. Uh, in addition to that, like, you know... We have the Ancestral Step stage from the boss fight, which is clearly what the stage will be if he gets into the game. Um, There's so much potential. You could have four costumes male, four costumes female. There's so many armors they can choose from. So many, like, weapons. Yeah. There's just so much content over all the years. We've talked about, like, a stance change character, and that's what I think people want Dante to be. Mm -hmm. And now that Byleth has kind of filled this other role that we thought Monster Hunter might fill, maybe Monster Hunter could be a stance change character. Let me ask you something more related to like the costume itself. My pick for armor would be Rathalos, but what That's going to be the main one. Is there another like iconic armor set that could like possibly be an alt to that? Zenogre. Zenogre, okay. Zenogre is hugely popular. Um though if I were to say one that I personally want, it would be the Ludroth armor cuz it's really spongy and goofy looking. <laughs> uh Berioth, I think would also be another prime choice. They yeah. could either go with eight different armors or have the male-female for each of the four. I'd be fine with that, mm-hmm. too. Yeah. And that also means that they could change the weapons to that monster's weapons, too. That would be really cool. So that could also mean why this character hasn't come out yet. It's So just, many models. Yeah. It's too much of a tease to put Rathalos in, to have that like a little bit of a stage, and then not make Monster Hunter a character. It hurt me too much. The Rathalos me costume and the hunter me costume they're not in the game neither is the Gino costume I'm just gonna throw that out there so don't hurt us like this Sakurai monster Please hunter for me dead. as well and then Logan I'll throw it to you uh, I really want to see doom marine I've heard doom guy doom slayer and doom marine it, yes. they all work they all work. They're all acceptable to me. Uh, but does he have one of is one of those official? Um, I think like on an official level, it's the Doom Marine. Okay. Uh, but at least like in the lore of the game. But like, I I think it really depends on who you're talking to. Are you talking to? He's just Doom. Uh, <laughs> That's what they're gonna the call corporations. Him. Are you talking to the demons? You know, like, that's really just going to change. It would be really funny, though, like, if his name is Doom Guy, and then, you know, when you win a fight with him, the announcer's like, this game's winner is Doom Guy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it'll be interesting to see, like, if they include it. Because I think, you know, um, having played uh, Doom 2016, having finished the original Doom, uh, man, yeah, 
you could just it could be similar to what's happening with uh, Byleth or what we think would be happening with a Monster Hunter character except just different guns and different you know thing. I mean I think in a lot of ways it might be a really similar character to Snake to Snake yeah. except with more if guns if we don't get the BFG in Smash Brothers I'll be disappointed it's the most iconic Dude, weapon that, in the series right? that will be his final smash uh, yeah that's and a good chainsaw need the chainsaw Chainsaw. Uh, oh, cha- yeah, chainsaw would be a good melee attack. I think, like in tandem with using the BFG, he should open a portal to hell, and like demons should show up. It's gonna be like really like big and bombastic. Also, the stage will be hell. I hell will so. be in yeah. Smash Brothers. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I think. What are they gonna call it? Heck. Yeah. I mean, I think they could get away with calling it hell. They can. Yeah. HFI. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's um, a throwback. <laughs> So, yeah, I just think he'd be a great character. He's obviously got the legacy. I think there's a good move set. Uh, and I think we could always do with some grittier characters as well. I it's think. always a funny contrast in Smash Brothers. Like, I remember when Snake was first announced and people were like, but he's like a realistic character. And then he got added to the game and, like, everybody fell in love with him. Yep. I like when Isabel got added. And they, those two just became best friends. <laughs> in, like, internet <laughs> canon. Yeah. Who would uh, Doom Guy's best friend be? Uh, I'm thinking of Pikachu, but he's already like Samus. Samus is. I was. I had Diddy Kong in mind, but he's kind of cool with Fox and Falco. Yeah, it's a good one. Who would it be? I feel like at Jigglypuff. There it Jigglypuff. is. Jigglypuff. Doom Guy just pals around with Jigglypuff. <laughs> the perfect, the perfect uh, converse or inverse oh, for that. And then, of course, I just want to see like um, see Kirby with just. The Doom He's Marine just helmet. the helmet. He's just the helmet. But it's the toy version. The to- oh, oh, from the yeah. Doom from Doom 2016. Yeah. Because <laughs> like with Banjo Kazooie in his backpack isn't a real Kazooie; it's a plush Kazooie. Yeah. So Aww. cute. Yeah, that'd be good. I'd like that a lot. I think these are all like, or both rather, like <laughs> picks that are likely to happen. Um, and I'm gonna throw this out there right now. One of the six will be a Pokemon. You just have to accept that. <laughs> That's going to happen. Uh, it's going to be... I don't even know the name of the Pokemon. It's going to be the trash Pokemon. Garbodor? Yeah. Not even from this new generation? Yeah, it's going to be like the big the big meme. <laughs> you know, I would actually kind of like it if he... Um, Pokemon trainer like 2.0 with just this current gen. With three. the Galar region? Because it'd be hard to like pick just one of the mains or one of the starters, though I'd really want Rillaboom. I've been thinking I about him to just that. Pull out his drum kit off his back just to attack. I've seen it. I've seen this going two ways. It'll either be like a Pokemon trainer with the three starters, or it's going to be the new evolved form legendary bear Pokemon with his two fighting stances. Ah, yes. Because they could release him right at the same time as the second DLC pack. Hear me out, though. What if it's just mustard? What if Mustard is playable in Smash Brothers? Not even a Pokemon, just Mustard. Mustard. <laughs> uh, well, then they'd have to add ketchup. <laughs> the alt. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, before we move on from this, the one last thing I'll say, as either probably probably not a character, uh, but I would like to see Rept if they are already not uh, in a significant way. Uh, it'd be amazing to see Donchan and Smash Bros. Oh, from Taiko Matatsuji. Yeah, maybe. Maybe I don't know what a character like. 
uh, assist trophy. would look like. But could yeah, be an I trophy, think yeah. assist trophy very would least. work. Yeah, yeah assist trophy like, would work really well. Uh, a me costume like head, only the head. Yeah, I'd be down with that. Donchan is technically already in Smash Brothers, uh, in Pac-Man's Taunt. He has the taunt He's where in diff- Pac-Man's Taunt. Yeah, where he throws his hand out and a different Namco sprite comes out. Donchan is one oh. of them. Oh no way! Yeah. I didn't even realize that. That no. doesn't mean he won't. He couldn't yeah. be in in another way. Uh, but. but it hit me the other day because one, uh, I have played a lot of arcade games on a lot of arcade machines uh, in the past few weeks, uh, and one of them was playing uh, Mario Kart Arcade GP, GP yep. uh, with Donchan as a character in that game. Yes. Uh, and then also talking about how uh, we eventually just want to buy um, a whole arcade a whole machine. A whole arcade machine. <laughs> yeah. Well, too, like, the only Bandai Namco rep, the developer of Smash Ultimate, is Pac-Man. That's kind of mean. I feel like there needs to be at least two. Okay, I guess there's the question. The, the question then, uh, what other Bandai character? Are aren't they responsible for the Tekken franchise? Uh, yes. So I if if it if it were up to me, I would assume like it would be a Tekken character. Yeah. Hear me out though. Don't try and smash. Playable with. The uh, Tyco drum <laughs> with the drum <laughs> as your controller. <laughs> you know, if if it's not something you can do in the game, someone will make it happen, and I'd love to see it. I mean, we have tried using that controller. In Smash. <laughs> yeah, you can't move, but you can like you can attack, attack and jump. Uh, are you looking up a list of Bandai characters? Oh, Dark Souls. <laughs> yeah, Dark Souls. Da- is Digimon. Digimon would well, be there one. You go. Yeah. Uh, Dragon Ball. Uh, <laughs> uh, God Eater. Uh, oh, I'm ashamed. I mean, Captain Ginyu. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gundam. Uh, Katamari. Uh, that would be really dope. Twilord just donated again and gave us a list of Bandai characters that they'd like to see. Oh my gosh. Agumon being one of them. Cosmos <laughs> from Xenogears, which Xenoblade is from the same developer. Um, Lloyd from the Tales of series. That's mm. one who's been highly requested for yes. a while. Yeah. Uh, Tekken, so we were right about that. Yeah. And Klonoa. How could I forget Klonoa? Yeah. Uh, the other one that I'll mention here is Soul Calibur is a Bandai uh, franchise. So if we and can get a like a real... Soul Calibur. Bro, yeah. bro, if we can get a Soul Calibur rap... How about Link? Flip. <laughs> Link and Smash Bro. Darth even, Vader and Smash Bros. There'd be so so many like. Who's the options. face of Soul Calibur? Uh, dude, Me. that's really a good question. Cause my mind goes to Mitsurigi, but I I feel like that's wrong. Um. Yeah, I guess somebody who like holds like the Soul Edge, like Nightmare, uh, would be a really good one. Maybe like a heavier villain character. True. Yeah, that'd be good. Um. I mean, my personal favorite character in the game is Keelix, so that's my vote. Uh, dude, we could have Link from Soul Calibur 2. Whoa. <laughs> no way. What if he could, like, use bombs and fire arrows? Bro, you're, wow, you're really on top of this. Yeah. Uh, though, Klonoa, I think, would be a great choice because Klonoa's whole shtick, and it's a platformer character if you're not familiar mm-hmm. with him. Okay. Um, his whole shtick is that he grabs enemies and then he jumps. He holds them with his ears, by the way. And he jumps, and then he throws them underneath himself, and he jumps off of them. 
So his whole shtick is footstooling. <laughs> Please no. Oh, um, here's another one. Uh, the Xeno series from Bandai Namco. We could get a, a Xeno, like uh, the, the Xeno Saga games or the Xeno Blades games. Maybe there's a character from one of those series. Yeah, like Shulk or Cosmos. <laughs> Who knows? Oh, man. Dream Drop Sora, or Santi rather, says uh, if we want a character from Tekken and Soul Calibur, <coughs> we could get Yoshimitsu. Is he in both? Apparently. Okay. Okay, 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 okay. Sandman yeah. says Nightmare Yoshimitsu. Yeah, I think. Oh, and Twilord donated again and said, not ones I'd like to see strictly, but just <laughs> flexing. flexing. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Oh. All right, well, I'm done with this bit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad. <laughs> man, you don't have another 20 minutes in you? Come on, man. Yeah. The, the last Bandai character I'll say uh, is an Echo Fighter, and it's a really obvious one that I personally think just should have been in the game, and that's Ms. Pac-Man. Yeah, that'd be really easy. I mean, that could have been an alt costume. Just put a bow, some lipstick, and some eyelashes, and you have Ms. Pac-Man. Yeah. Um, so that's pretty much it for Smash Brothers for this week. Uh, I know it kind of, like, when Smash Brothers news comes out, like, that's all you ever want to talk about, right? Because, like, it's the biggest news in the gaming industry, usually. It's, it's also a really easy, like, segue into, like, literally anything else Nintendo. Uh, though this one is interesting because, uh, they didn't announce this in the U.S. version of the presentation, uh, oh, right. I forgot. But there was some DLC announced for Fire Emblem. Yeah, the fourth wave DLC, which uh, we have known since the beginning was going to be the new story content. Turns out, as most of us predicted, it's an entirely new house in Fire Emblem Three Houses. So now it's they Fire Emblem. They the name. Yeah, it's Fire Emblem Four Houses now. No, it's three houses plus one. Or three houses. <laughs> three plus one houses. Uh, yeah, I was going to say 3.0 plus 1.0 houses. Uh, I don't know if one of you can click on that link. Um, I mean, not from where I'm at. Or I can uh, try. Let me just... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we're going mobile here. Uh, but yeah, so it's got... They've showed us four new characters. Uh, I believe the house leader is Yuri, who has short hair and wields a sword. Um, but the whole thing is, like, all of these characters have apparently just been living... Underneath Garrick Mach Monastery. <laughs> I mean, who goes out of the basement anyway? And nobody knows. <laughs> so I have some questions about this. Are they like zombie characters? I, I'm sorry, Twilight. I can't get this link to open. Yay for mobile apps. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, I have some questions about like about this. Is is this going to be an entire route? Because they call it a side story. So do I still pick one of the other three houses and then can I choose to have a part mm -hmm. in this? And is it like, does it permanently change the story? Is it just a side quest? I want to know like how influential this is to the overall plot because I will do a second playthrough of the game for this DLC. I've already decided that. You're only just now deciding to do a second playthrough? Well, I, I mean, I had before, but like, you know, I wanted to take a, some time off. But I'm always planning to go back. Um... It's probably more a question. I I know one of my coworkers who like sat down and played all three of the different like routes. Um, I want to know like how much of that story because I know you get a slightly different perspective. You learn a little bit more every time you play through it. Yeah. I want to know what all you're going to learn with this playthrough. What it's gonna like focus on. 
Is it going to be about the shadows who hide in the dark or whatever they call themselves? <laughs> I I was getting the impression that it might be more about them because they're they're kind of you face them in the Golden Deer route. I'll just say that. Um, okay. But you don't really learn much about them as characters. Like, mm-hmm. I fought them and defeated them without really understanding the weight of what I was doing. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that could also just be a symptom of not having played every route in the game. Um, I think I, for my route, like, they were, like, tied in to uh, a dispute, but you don't really interact with them directly. Mm-hmm. Or it's kind of in a roundabout way where, like, the two parties are kind of using each other for the same goal. Okay. So maybe it does focus more on that because that might be one of the few things that, like, if do you feel like they can – you said they didn't really delve too deeply into, like, who they were. Right? Not in the Golden Deer, no, despite, like, them being ultimately my enemy. Well, they're the enemy and you know nothing about them, so you got to get context at some point. Yeah. I mean, I know a little bit. I learned more about the church than I did about the villains. That was one thing that I just never got. Yeah. There's the – there's some stuff going on at the church, I'll tell you that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I think it's cool. It looks great. I mean, Fire Emblem Three Houses, it's your game of the year, 2019. Oh, yeah. It's second for me, just behind Dragon Quest Eleven, and you still need to play it. But <laughs> despite that, like... It'll be his game of 2020. This, <laughs> if you ask me, this was the best, like, first-party release on Switch last Animal year. Animal Crossing. Like, oh, yeah. by far. And I remember being worried about this game leading up to launch because we didn't... We weren't learning that much. Yeah. Then the game came out and blew my mind. I think it's because of just how much there was to it that it's hard to represent just the massive amount of content there is in just yeah. this one game. It There really is. It's like, everything that like the Fire Emblem Fates games should have been. Because that had the potential. I think Three Houses kind of tapped into that. So, like... And this is a common misconception with Fates, but, like, each one of the 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 routes that you can buy, it's a full-length Fire Emblem game, and they're all different. Um, they were just charging you for all three of them. Or in this case, you're getting four, because there's actually four in the base game, four full routes in Fire Emblem Three Houses for just the one price. Well, you have to pay for the DLC for the fourth one, but, I mean, you're still getting Well, that's the fifth one. one. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. There's one, I've, one, yeah. one branches into two. Um, ooh, spooky. I wonder which one it is. Um, yeah, so, like, I think this is a better model. It's obviously well more received, and uh, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that they had help with Koei Tecmo. Mm-hmm. Like, Koei Tecmo was the primary developer on this game. It wasn't Intelligent Systems. Okay. So... For all intents and purposes, intelligent systems could be working on something else. And that's a great segue into my next topic. And that's that we have a prolific leaker, Sabi, I think, on Twitter. Mm -hmm. And I have my own issues with this, but we'll get to that. (laughs) They're claiming two things. That a 2D Metroid is coming to Switch, which I think will happen regardless at any point sometime in the future. (laughs) Uh, But more importantly, that we're getting a traditional Paper Mario on Switch. Like, back to basics, Paper Mario 1 and 2. I want to believe really bad, but I'm not holding my breath. <laughs> yeah, I mean, with any of these leaks, uh, leaks, you know, we don't know if they're legitimate. It doesn't even matter so much if uh, these leakers have been right before, because uh, you just never know. 
we never know where these sources are coming for from or if they're just kind of grasping at straws um but yeah i'm where you're at like i want this to be true so bad and i think there are probably some other things that would support this out even outside of this person leaking this kind of stuff like, like alpha dream shutting down yeah like alpha dream shutting down uh like the fact that the last uh paper mario we got was in when, what year was that? 2016? I think it was 20. It was either 2015 or 2016. Yeah, and yeah. and then, like, since then, Nintendo has acknowledged, like, the desire to return to the basics of yeah. the Paper Mario series. Like, that's been, like, really upsetting for a lot of people. Like, um, you know, some people might like the last few games, um, but those people are wrong. Uh, and there's they, a lot to like to about color with. splash. I'll still say that. Um, yeah, like ultimately though, like I want that classic formula. Battle formula. Yeah, yeah, like give me, give me the turn-based battles with action, you know, inputs and partners. Yes, partners and why? a plot. <laughs> I mean, all of this just makes sense. The switch is kind of becoming the everything machine everything's there and also the return to form machine too like with yeah. zelda and 3d mario um pokemon in a roundabout way uh metroid prime 4 like this yeah. this is a running theme also it's good to note that these aren't just return to forms they're you know exploring they're evolutions of that yeah they're exploring mm -hmm. what made the earlier games great uh, while still building upon them and advancing the formulas, which is really what we want. I don't just mm -hmm. want, like, you know, I... You want the jump from Paper Mario to Thousand Year Door. Yeah, but then I want Thousand Year Door to a Million Year Door, you know? That's what I'm saying, yeah. So, um, yeah, and I have a lot of faith in Nintendo as, uh, as a company when it comes to developing these titles and then really pushing the envelope. Uh, allowing the devs to just do uh, what they want while also respecting again like watching people play through like the original legend of zelda and you can go through that game in a myriad of ways you know and then we get breath of the wild where that game you can literally go through that game in any way you want like there's yeah. an end point that you can get to that you can go <laughs> to pretty much from the beginning of the game uh that most people aren't going to be good enough to do but you can do it uh and plenty of people have that's why you can finish that game in i think less than half an hour it's uh, a pretty all short the speed time running strats um but then again like i can play through it twice and have over 200 hours in the game um so same thing uh with Super Mario Odyssey while kind of making a callback to uh, Super Mario 64 uh, in particular uh, while still giving even more freedom and less like stop gaps uh, that are just unnecessary now and it has its own clear identity absolutely um, so there's one thing that's happened recently that kind of gets me off this scent a little bit, and that's that there was a trademark for Mario and Luigi <laughs> registered in Argentina. Uh, I think it was also for mobile software, so that could be a mobile game. 
I should say that I, I don't think the closure of Alpha Dream means the end of Mario and Luigi. No, I don't either. Um, but, like, again, like, trying to find the balance. Like, but I think those games are similar enough, right? Uh, well, not well. they're different enough. <laughs> Mario and they're Luigi. They're similar, certainly. Uh, but they have their own identities and they have their own um, mechanics that even if they kind of mostly stayed as they were, I don't think anybody would complain. Uh, you're going to get a completely different experience. They have a different visual identity, different... Um, that right there is the only reason people have been kind of tired of Mario and Luigi because, like, they made Dream Team, which had a beautiful art style, and then they used it four times. Yeah. <laughs> um, Gotta say what your mama gave you, you know? <laughs> so do you guys think this could be what we see in this early direct? I mean, at this point... Do we even really know what to expect for this next year? Like, this is as good a guess as any, I'd say. Yeah, all we have is Animal Crossing and Xenoblade, and we don't even know when Xenoblade's coming out. Uh, yeah, I think... I think specifically with Intelligent Systems, like, we don't know what else they've been working on because, obviously, they had a hand uh, in... Uh, the direction and the outcome of three houses, but it wasn't their primary focus. Apparently. Yeah, so there's a, there's a huge chunk of that studio that was working on something else. Uh, now, do I want to merely limit my imagination to say that they were only working on Paper Mario? Uh, maybe they have a big enough team where they could be working on several projects at once. Code name Steam Two. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So it's really hard to say, like, what else they could be coming up with because I primarily know them uh, for Fire Emblem and for Paper Mario uh, and then also Advanced Wars. Uh, Could be. So where's our Switch Wars? Um, Because that would be an entry in a series that I would love to see. And maybe it's both. I don't know. We don't know. I don't know all the inner workings of, of how these studios are operating. What was the last one? Battalion Wars? Unlike the Wii? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, we're, I mean, we're overdue in that department. We're overdue for a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have zero. Um, Mother 3. So, yeah. Capris. It it would make my <laughs> heart so happy <laughs> if there was a return to form uh, with Paper Mario. Yes. Uh, especially uh, if they would stop doing the really, really generic, like, BS that they've pulled with the last few games. They like, they got away from the genericness with Color Splash, but we were still left with a half-baked battle system. Like when you break it down, it was the Paper Mario battle system, but you know, it was without any like meaningful reward for fighting. Mm-hmm. Like there's no experience points, there's no leveling up. Um, all of your attacks are expendable. You, they're just cards that you play rather than like having a baked move set that you could customize. That kind of kills the gamification of it. Yeah. The, the reward, like you said. It, the only reward you get, really, and they did add like a paint, uh, a paint like expansion thing mm-hmm. that you could do in Color Splash, and that really didn't solve the problem. The only other reward you get is coins or cards, and the coins you use to buy cards. So, like, the biggest issue with Sticker Star and Color Splash is there's no incentive to fight at all. There's no reason to fight. Like, you are actively hurting yourself if you battle. So, you know, what's the point? (laughs) I could get over the battle system, I think, in those two games, 
is if the reward and progression system, you know, actually worked. Right. Yeah. I I don't, you know, I can't speak so much of Color Splash, but, like, even talking about, like, you know, they got away from, like, the generic. And it may be, like, in terms of some of the storytelling and some of the humor. Like, I definitely saw a lot of that. Um, There's a gun control joke in Color Splash. That's good. Um, <laughs> but, like, when I think about, like, a generic, it, you know, it from what I've seen, the world and the characters tend to be just a lot of toads and a lot of, you know, Goombas, a lot of mainstays in the Mario universe, I'm right? fine with them, but the problem is they're not wearing outfits. Well, yeah, yeah. So, like, I'm fine with toads, but, like, you know, I think about... Again, thousand year door, and how many different toads there were, and then outside Diversity. of that, uh, outside of that, like there weren't just like the mainstay of um, Mario Mario enemies. characters. There was like yeah, there new was, races of characters. Yeah, too. tons, tons, and then like even like you know funny remix again, funny remixes of of old ones. They had like the Piantas. Yeah, um, they became bouncers. Yeah, there was like a whole like mob mafia like vibe going on, and that was a lot of fun. Uh, you had characters like Rock Hawk, um, which he's is the a, Mr. Satan of Paper Mario. Yeah, so good. What a fantastic character. Um, and then like, were the, have the X Nots ever been in another like Mario game? Nope, or that were, was the only one. Yeah, like. I, I love that. Like, expand the Mario universe, you know? Give us, like, more things. But it's so funny because, like, playing that game, it, it never occurred to me that there was they weren't in any other game. They just felt at home in the Mario universe. Yeah, that's something that that team has always excelled at. And, you know, for, what, for one reason or another, people can blame Miyamoto if they want. We don't know the full story. Uh, you know, things changed with Sticker Star. Mm-hmm. Um but it's clear, like we've said, that Nintendo and that team are aware that that's not exactly what people are looking for. Mm-hmm. Or what they're doing is what, is not what people are looking for. So with this news, take it with a grain of salt. I don't even call it news. It's a rumor. Um, like when this broke, like I just kind of stood adjacent to it, kind of like not trying to look over that way and just, you know, like keep my expectations in check because I don't want to build myself up for disappointment like I did with Color Splash because that game did get leaked um, Mm. like a week or two before the announcement came and then the announcement came and it was Sticker Star 2 yeah (laughs) so just tread carefully don't hurt your own feelings that's just everything Nintendo related just wait you can can be kind of excited but like don't put all your eggs in one basket just chill You'll be happier (laughs) if you just don't expect anything. Roll with the punches, right? Exactly. Yeah. We're we're all in it for fun. Uh, So what else do we have on the docket? Uh, So there's a few smaller things uh, that I'll mention. One, uh, Nintendo has reconfirmed that there is more uh, updates, more content for Mario Maker 2. I would hope so. If they had said otherwise, I would have actually been upset. Yeah. So that's good. It's nice to hear it. Uh, I still need to get that game myself. Uh, and there's a lot more 2D Mario that I would love to be playing. Uh, something a little bit smaller, just kind of off kilter. Um, there have been some official Pokemon ASMR. <laughs> I ASMR. haven't watched them yet, but like the first one was a Sleeping Charmander. It's yeah, I I know yeah. I know this because one, it's ASMR and it's fun. 
Uh, but then also, like, you get these wonderful visuals of, like, a sleeping Charmander. Mm. Uh, so that's worth your time. Uh, I found those ones uh, on MyNintendoNews.com, which is where we find most of these uh, stories from. Uh, so you can look that up if you care. Uh, it probably won't be that far down, so just give it a you look. You can also probably go to the Pokemon Company's YouTube channel, because I'm guessing that's where they're at. Uh, maybe. I think these are these ones were specifically like <laughs> Japanese videos. Listen. Not like it matters for ASMR, but matters for where they might be hosted. Uh, and a few other small things. Some third-party stuff. Uh, the Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle Studio is recruiting 3D artists for work on a prestigious... This is what they said, a prestigious AAA title. I have a lot of questions. I really hope it's another Nintendo franchise. I think that'd be cool because there's definitely some games that could use some love, uh, especially if they're like full of fresh ideas and, and cool concepts like Kingdom Battle was. Yeah. Oh, Kingdom Battle. Or maybe revisiting some uh, other kind of lost franchises or titles that might be, uh, you know... I was going to say (laughs) F-Zero. But you never know. You know, uh, it could be anything. So that being said, I don't don't really want to ruminate on it too much. Uh, But it's worth noting. Uh, And two things. um, One, absolutely confirmed. uh, uh, On February 28th, uh, the Nintendo Switch is getting the Metro Redux games, which are games that I've been wanting to play for quite some time. Uh, I will say I'm not sure that I, if I ever play them, that I'll play them on Switch. Uh, they look like they function, and they look like they're games that will run well for what they are on Nintendo Switch. So for those wanting to play mobily, uh, or those who only have a Switch, uh, these are pretty highly rated games that are coming to the Switch. Anything to pad out the library, I think it's great. And speaking Definitely. of which, there's another one that... It's still rumored, right? Not a confirmation? Uh, yeah, this one has been rated for the Switch, ah. which is the Bioshock Collection, which is another series that I would really, really want to play at some point. Again, like, same deal. Um, I might, I've almost on several occasions purchased the collection uh, for the PS4. But again, like, give us more of these games, and then with the prospect of a potential... Uh, super switch a switch ultra switch pro whatever you want to call it uh, switch advanced <laughs> um, it would That's be very very switch. cool to see some of these games that do have a lot higher fidelity uh, on other consoles I would love to see uh, them also get you know some love like the witcher and doom that's been my theory crafting all this time is that they're getting all of these like big notable third-party games that are you know uh more realistic looking that might take a little bit more horsepower and as soon as they release that switch pro they're going to use these games to model it Mm -hmm. because they're going to update them so that they look better Mm -hmm. um yeah and they don't even have to look nearly as good but as long as there's like a like if there's ever like oh i'm looking at it and i'm not looking at the other game you wouldn't know right because they're they're gonna hopefully be you know, something like 1080p, 60fps, or even if they are 30fps, that they're a lot sharper, they're a lot crisper, mm-hmm. the textures are better, whatever it may be. 
Uh, we got another donation from Twilord. You're spoiling us, by the way. Uh, they say Kingdom Battle <laughs> equals Nintendo plus Ubi's KH. Kingdom, uh, Kingdom Hearts? That's what I... Well, well it's not Ubisoft. Um, suggest worlds. I think it's like... The well, it's like, like their the Kingdom Hearts. Of, like the two franchises. The, oh. The blending. Oh, okay, I got you. Uh... Well, a Zelda World, obviously, would be, like, a big one. And you could kind of mix that. Like, it could be a mixed world between Zelda and Assassin's Creed. Because both of those games feature climbing. Ooh, yeah. I oh, should do man, something my, with Star Fox again. My mind is running wild now. Think about using, like, Nintendo and Ubisoft worlds and making, like, a Kingdom Hearts-esque, like, experience. That could be really awesome. You could throw... Uh, you mentioned Star Fox. We have Starlink, but what if you threw Star Fox into Beyond Good and Evil, which already features anthropomorphic animals flying spaceships? It would work. Yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, it's a pig. We have a pig. He's a bad guy, but we have him. Ubisoft also has Rayman. Rayman. That's probably Mario. I would assume, like Mario right. Rayman World. Yep. And this is this is assuming they're blended worlds, right? Mm -hmm. Anything coming to you, Paul? Not out of the gate, but there's a lot of franchises I think need love, and I'd love to see them hand them over to these other developers and just see what they can do. Because if they're not going to do anything themselves, you might as well give someone else the chance. Kid Icarus, Kid Icarus, and anything, literally anything. The please. results have been strong too thus far. Like mm -hmm. Kingdom Battle was a runaway success, I'd say. Uh, Cadence of Hyrule's pretty good game, um, and that was with an indie studio. And Zelda has already been teamed up with other third-party developers like Koei Tecmo with uh, Hyrule Warriors. Um, so, you know, there's a precedent for this, and it's exciting to see that it continues to evolve. And hopefully whatever this game is, is, you know, maybe a Nintendo crossover or just a Nintendo game. Or maybe it's a Nintendo-Ubisoft collaboration on a brand new IP. We kind of got that with Starlink, and it kind of didn't work, but they tried. <laughs> um, there was an that attempt. game eventually just there, became a... There was an attempt. A like Star a, Fox yeah, game. Yeah. That's the only reason people were buying it, was because it had a really like good Star Fox collaboration. Yeah. I, mean, I finally got my hands on it. and it, I hate to say that I got it not for the game, but for the R-Wing. I got it for the R-Wing. The, the, the R-Wing's the best it's part. It's so nice. Yeah. Uh, Shout-outs to Joe Zija for voicing Fox McCloud. He's my dude. He's really? He voiced Fox in that game? He's He's been the voice of Fox since Star Fox 64, or or maybe Star Fox Zero. He's the current voice of Fox McCloud. I did not know yeah. that. So, uh, good old Joe Zija, and uh, he's also Claude. So That's how I know him. He's, he's all just, of he's my Claude. dad in one. <laughs> that's so good. So, yeah, I think that... Was there anything else? No, that's it. Yeah, that basically wraps up the show. Uh, anything you guys been playing? Not Three Houses? <laughs> <laughs> Kakarot. Uh, Dragon Ball Z we, Kakarot. We I talk really want to play lot that. Later, but. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, for me, it's it's a lot of a lot of the same. I mean, it's a lot of Isaac, uh, a lot of... Um, a lot of Isaac. <laughs> I played some Smash uh, earlier. Yeah, everything's just kind of... I feel like I'm on hold. Uh, certainly, I have some other games that I should be playing, uh, but my... You're like an Animal Crossing stasis. Dude, everything, everything. My mind is just filled with thoughts of Animal Crossing. 60 days as of tomorrow. 
till launch. Get We're going to count it down. We have to have that direct soon. <laughs> we we know basically nothing. <laughs> uh, that being said, I will plug the Discord. Uh, if you are new to this stream, if you are new to the channel, go ahead and subscribe. Uh, join our Discord. You will find a link in the description below. Um, we have our question of the day channel, which we try to use uh, fairly frequently. And I asked a question in there today. So maybe that's how we can finish it up. If it's on, if you guys know, who is your favorite Animal Crossing villager? Can I've only ever had one town. So, like, my mind of villagers is only, like, limited to, like, Dude, six the people. the last Animal Crossing game I played was for the Wii. Well, and I don't remember it. Okay, that's fine. That's <laughs> fine. That's fine. Because, you know, I had to go back through and look through some of these villagers because I remember, like, liking some of the penguins and uh, some of the birds. Uh, but my my dude, my, my dude, Puck, Puck the penguin. I saw Puck's design when you posted it, and I was like, wow, Puck actually is pretty awesome. He's pretty awesome. He's got, like, a helmet on. Uh, he definitely plays hockey. Uh, that's the whole deal. That's his shtick. Also, his personality, lazy. It's just, it's everything I love about Animal Crossing. I need Crossing. a giraffe. I need a giraffe, homie. I think there's only one giraffe, and I think it's, uh, what's her name? It's, yeah, it's a girl giraffe. But Even not a villager. She's a, yeah. <sighs> Gracie. Yes. Can we get a spinoff like Animal Crossing dating sim? I mean, we got a <laughs> happy home way. designer. Uh, I honestly, I think they should just Festival. give us, oh my God, uh, just give us the game and then give us some like extra expansions onto that, that give us different experiences within the game. Don't expansions like the Sims, but less, less money hungry. <laughs> yeah. Less, maybe like a pack of like, um, like different, um, what am I thinking? Like occupations. I wouldn't Jobs. mind that. That's something I've wanted at Animal Crossing for a long time. Oh, you get to be a home designer. You get to be a clothes designer. I want to be a chef, And that stuff's, man. like, already in the game. So, I yeah. I want to make flags. That, that There's would one from cool. Community in particular that I really want. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, uh, join our Discord. Uh, hit like on the video. Hit subscribe. Uh, is there anything else that we need to talk about? Um, well, just the fact that we'll be back again next week, so make sure to join us for that. Um, there will be some changes coming to the channel soon, and we will let you guys know what those are when we're ready to launch. <laughs> uh, it's been kind of a long-running project as we've been determining how we want to handle it, but won't be long. We've we started today working on that, so <laughs> it's like, hey, maybe we should like get going on that. <laughs> so we'll let you know what's going on with that, and uh. Yeah, we'll save that for the update video. So with all that in mind, guys, thank you so much for watching. Uh, tell your friends about us. Listen to us on podcast sources. Any of the ones that you listen to are available on all of them. Yeah, please leave a review. It took us like a whole year to finally have a ranking on Apple Podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> but we're five stars. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, so again, with all that in mind, guys, thank you so much for watching. Don't break your backs. Break in the games. Eat a salad. Sure. <laughs> I guess it's over. <laughs>